Senior political correspondent Barry Soper is with us. Hey, Barry. Good afternoon, How Heather. good that that fuel tax is gone. Um, yes, it is. But, look, I can still go across the city within a, um, a part of the city, small part, and I can see a 10 20% difference in fuel prices now. So how come that's the case? Oh my I gosh, mean, that's not what you're supposed to be talking about. You're not talking about. We're not talking about the comp, the competitiveness of the well, fuel Well, you know, retailers. I mean, somebody's lining their pockets here. But anyway, <laughs> this is one of your um, favourite yeah, topics. Yeah, it'll be though. gone. It'll be gone. July um, two thousand. Well, we've had it since July two thousand and eighteen, and it'll be gone. It's gone in pretty short July, order, and we've yeah. seen um, our old mate uh, Wayne Brown complaining about it. Um, he's concerned that Aucklanders will miss out on some major projects um, because, um, he said, of the cancellation of the fuel tax. Well, I've got to say, the Prime Minister wasn't having a bar of it when he announced it in Parnell today. Chris Luxon says there's still money in the kitty. Fuel tax costs on lower income people uh, with less fuel efficient vehicles is a regressive tax and this will make quite a big difference getting rid of this. I acknowledge that also Auckland is facing some huge infrastructure challenges as well, um, but this fuel tax has actually not been used to deliver them. Instead it has been delivered more cycle lanes, uh, red light cameras and speed humps. There is also a significant amount of this tax revenue that has been collected and actually remains unspent. And we've discussed this with Mayor Wayne Brown and signalled our intention that $341 million remaining be spent on the projects that are a priority to both him and to us. So there is still money there, but that's not nearly going to be enough. I mean, to, it'll basically uh, mostly get sucked up by the Eastern Busway, I would have thought. Oh, well, exactly. So um, the, the, I, I would think the government will either have to come to the party in terms of funding, or the ratepayer in Auckland, uh, this will cost them. Absolutely, but the ratepayer in Auckland, I mean, what, think of it like this, it's quite a binary thing, right? The ratepayer in Auckland is filling is filling up their cars, paying this, it's going into a giant slush fund, and Auckland Transport is being profligate with their spending, completely wasteful, $600,000 on a raised yeah. pedestrian crossing yeah. that they then rip up after two years and do again, right? That's scenario number one. Scenario number two is we pay for it through our rates and Auckland Mayor Wayne Brown keeps a very close eye on what Auckland Transport is doing because there's not that much money they can take more care, which is <laughs> well, the better scenario. Well, he keeps a closer eye on what they're doing in the future. He's putting them under a lot of pressure as it is. I'd like well, them to put I themselves under some pressure. Hey, um, how good is the, the Superfund return? Are we rich? Well, um, in terms of the Superfund, I mean, it, it's doing extraordinarily well. Last year, the figures uh, came through. The fund is now has assets of uh, close to $70 billion. Mm. And uh, the return is incredible. Uh, the pre-tax return for the year, that's last year, was 16%. Now, if you go by the Treasury uh, benchmark, um, they would put it at 5.1%. That's what they expect. Uh, so they've well and truly out outperformed what was expected by them. Um, the... Um, Treasury bill benchmark, uh, the activities performed um, basically a $6.5 billion during the past year, by, and it's exceeded it by so much. So it again says Treasury is a bit like the meteorological service. You can't rely on them too well. Um, our long-term investment horizon allows us to take a greater degree of risk, according to the Superfund now, 
And one would only hope, we've just been talking about it, infrastructure in Auckland, maybe the Superfund could start having a look at that because there was an encouragement, dare I say it, from the last government uh, for the Superfund to look at local investment rather than uh, generally always going offshore. It was light rail, wasn't it? Um, well, you know, like exactly. I'll tell you what, though. Um, Rob Muldoon, and I hate to mention... The other favourite subject. We've yeah, gone from no, gas stations to Rob Muldoon. But his decision to cancel what was a pretty good super fund uh, back in 1975, um, in fact, uh, it's been said that we would have been one of the richest yeah. countries in the world if that wasn't cancelled. It was compulsory for 17-year-olds plus... Uh, and uh, they would um, put an 8% of their income, 4% would come from employers, 4% from workers, and, uh, you know, they would be, we would be much wealthier than what we are today. Yep. But Muldoon, in his infinite wisdom, decided it had to go. Yeah, Barry, thank you very much. Barry Soper, Senior Political Correspondent. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.